episode one, the Yin and Yang podcast. I'm Kayla. I'm Jacqueline. And this is just going to be us kind of setting up who we are and our relation to each other and the premise of this podcast. Jackie, what do you want people to know about you? Oh, goodness. About myself. Well, my name is Jacqueline Shimada. Most people call me Jackie. Oh, you know, funny story. And no one... Okay, so some people just, like, ask you, you know, like, oh, do you want to be called, like, Jackie or, -hmm. like, Jack? No one asked me that. They just start (laughs) calling me Jackie. Basketball, right? I think it's basketball. I think it's easier to say Jackie in basketball than, like, Jacqueline. Like, it's the hard Lynn sound, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to say, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't mind. I remember I started calling you Jackie when we were in high school. Like really? Everyone, yeah, everyone just started calling me Jackie. I wonder why. I don't know. I feel like I think I, what I remember it was kind of like a joke. Oh like, really, hey, Jackie? It was like cute, you know. But then oh. people started just like, now I just call you Jackie. Oh, yeah. But I didn't when I first knew you. You were just Jacqueline. Yeah, I do remember that. I used to call you Sedge all the time. Yeah. And then because your sister started calling you, uh-huh. said, yeah, then I switched to Kayla in college mm-hmm. because when I started talking to my other friends, like I couldn't say Sedge. I just yeah, there's Kayla. no context. And then I started context. calling you Kayla in person too. And yeah. then it felt really weird. And I was like, oh my gosh, you don't seem as close because I'm not calling you Sedge. Yeah. You still call me that sometimes. Yeah. It slips out. I'm still, I'm still transitioning back <laughs> to <laughs> this, yeah. uh, this level of I'm, it's not intimacy. <laughs> it sounds weird, but yeah. yeah. I live in the Bay Area. What else? I'm 21 years old. I'm trying to drink. I can drink legally. <laughs> I mean, not that I was doing that before. Um, <laughs> illegally. But. Oh. <laughs> I'm turning 22 in a couple months, which is crazy. I have two brothers. I have an older brother and younger brother, both about two years apart. The age difference between us is pretty small but it's enough where you kind of feel like you can have like your separate friend groups yeah Yeah, and even in school you kind of feel like you're still at different stages Mm -hmm. so that's really nice i live with my mom and my dad have two cats have they're the best llama still sits with me (laughs) at nights we have i don't know how many chickens we have now Mm -hmm. i think we have close to 40 Holy and <laughs> they slowly transitioned to they used to just be my chickens or, oh really yeah because oh. i was one who always took care of them or enjoyed them but uh-huh. now it became my dad's hobby so now oh, they're my yeah. dad's chickens so i don't associate <laughs> with them at all anymore i'm currently an incoming senior at cal poly Ooh, so yeah it's crazy and it's crazier because the summer i actually got a six-month internship so i'm taking this quarter off Mm-hmm. And so I won't be graduating by spring 2021, but fall 2021. I still don't feel like I'm a senior because mm. I haven't reached that fall quarter or that mm. the last three quarters of my senior year yet. Because that's like quote started. Yeah. So that's why I say I'm an incoming senior, <laughs> even though classes started for Cal Poly this week. And I'm majoring in electrical engineering. Ooh, she's so. smart. Oh, no. <laughs> No regrets, you know? I made it this far, and there's no going back. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're seniors now. I'm, Can't change your major I'm anymore. not switching to... Did you ever consider switching your major? Not really. Didn't you, like, briefly flirt with the idea at one point? I, yeah, briefly flirt with the idea, but yeah, so, you know? <laughs> I thought about switching to, like, a different engineering major, but nothing, like, out of STEM. 
I think I thought about like computer engineering, which is not mm-hmm. too far fetched from electrical. Mm-hmm. I also like my true passion. Well, I'm going <laughs> a little little off topic, but uh-huh. if I really if I chose like what I really wanted to do, which would have been like veterinarian. Oh yeah, animals. Yeah, because I love animals, so I probably mm-hmm. would have done like animal science and mm-hmm. stuff with it and applied to like vet schools. But you know what? Electrical We're in the Bay, though. So. <laughs> not that bad. Yeah. Um, very thankful because the internship I have right now is dealing a lot with my major. Mm-hmm. Um, the more... Very topical. Yeah. So it ended up working out okay, and I still have my love for animals. Career goals? Goodness me. I don't Goodness. have... <laughs> I don't have anything, like, really set in stone. Mm-hmm. But I think a general direction is something with electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. I really like my internship that I'm at right now. I'm doing a lot of computer engineering work, a lot of firmware. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind doing this as a job. But I realize that I need a lot more education mm. if I am to go into this, like, Because it's more programming heavy, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely less, like, circuits and analog things. It's very mm-hmm. digital. Mm-hmm. So I would have to probably go back and get my master's in mm-hmm. computer engineering or something like that. But that's for future self to worry about. <laughs> Do you have, like, a dream yeah. company or, like, a project that you want to work on? Like, oh. specific technology? That's a really good question. Another passion of mine is just to help people and mm-hmm. better, like, better quality of life, I mm-hmm. guess. It'd be really cool to work at a biomedical company. Ooh, biotech. Yeah, which is a big thing, especially with COVID, COVID? right now. <laughs> um, pandemic. I think these times where people realize that there's so much to learn about health and science mm-hmm. health and you, as well, always, baby. you always need engineers for that so mm-hmm. i feel like going into that area i would be helping people's lives mm-hmm. instead of just contributing to consumer electronics which is what mm-hmm. i was thinking about doing before mm-hmm. and the project that i'm working on right now doesn't necessarily deal with consumer electronics mm-hmm. but we're making the equipment that makes those things oh, so a lot of like oscilloscopes a lot of electronic like testing equipment and measuring equipment mm-hmm. so you can use that in like a biomedical mm-hmm. area so i still feel like it's a very broad area that mm-hmm. i'm helping in but mm-hmm. it's really cool i think that would be like my dream job i used to want to work at like a really big company mm-hmm. like yeah, google or amazon i had like that the phase. big five. Oh yes <laughs> The big ones in the Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. After a while, like, I didn't... When you work at such big companies like that, mm-hmm. a lot of companies have to stay on top of other ones as well. Yeah. And I didn't want to have that pressure, especially, mm-hmm. like, dealing with just school and how intense it is. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine, like, at work, like, how mm-hmm. how intense it could be. Mm-hmm. And so I would rather kind of just work for maybe, like, a medium-sized company, smaller company. That is dealing with, I think, the quality of life of other people. Mm-hmm. So that would be, like, my dream company or mm-hmm. job I would work for. But nothing mm-hmm. super specific yet. It's okay, we're young. Still exploring, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Music taste? Wow. I feel like that was a good question. Music? I feel like music taste tells a lot about a person. Oh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> back in <laughs> 2018. Jack's um, life changed forever. My life changed for the better. And I have no regrets. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, back in 2018, I went to KCON. My friend had an extra ticket. Oh my goodness, that changed my life drastically. Wait, did you not listen to K-pop before that? I did listen to it before, uh-huh. but not as, like, I wasn't in the, like, K-pop mm. world. 
I was just listening to stuff. Yeah, I was listening to stuff that my friends sent me. Mm-hmm. And then at KCON, you know, they have, like, these artists, even these mm-hmm. new and up-and-coming artists. So I listened to their songs. I still want to get to the concert. I, like, kind of know mm-hmm. what I'm listening to. But then after that, I kind of spurred on this new... dove in. Oh, my goodness. ARMY. <laughs> I am sucked into the BTS world. Oh, I think dear. I've been sucked in for the last, maybe, like, couple of years. Yeah. I want to say. Solid two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, like, like a maniac. I think over BTS. Yeah, like you don't run like a fan page or anything. I don't. Yeah, I'm not like super Thankfully. extreme. I just have like this newfound appreciation for their music. I would say love. You know, love <laughs> is a very strong word. <laughs> you know, <laughs> very strong. Um, but I do really enjoy their music, and I appreciate all the writing that they've done. And mm-hmm. even though it's all in Korean, I don't understand most of love. No, uh, all of it. I don't understand like anything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, when I read like the English translations, because they talk about some really tough subjects and mm-hmm. that are not really addressed, even in the American music industry, or at least mm-hmm. on that big of a spectrum. So that's been really cool. Funny hobbies. You know, so my friend from Slow, he let me borrow his guitar. It's still safe. It's not broken or anything. I picked it up once and played for 15 minutes, and my fingers were sore for the next few days afterwards. <laughs> I- <laughs> you didn't use a pick? No, no. But to like hold the strings down, I have really weak fingers, and my hands are not that big. Mm-hmm. So I'm like really stretching. I only picked up the guitar once this whole quarantine. You know, but, there's you know, still time. There's still a lot of time. I kind of given up hope, though, because I oh. downloaded this music mixer that if I just press a button, it will play the guitar for me. It's not the same. It really isn't the same. <laughs> but you know, but... am I willing to endure the pain that comes with learning guitar? I feel like maybe if you get bored enough. Maybe. I haven't gotten bored enough yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guitar. Well, so I've been trying to run. Yes. Have you started running it since the AQI dropped again? Nope. Oh. Terrible. LOL. I was very inspired to run. I was very good. I was running consistently for like two weeks. And then really? the AQI. Even though the AQI now is a lot better. It's great. The sky's been blue, dude. Even though the AQI is gone, my running is still also gone. And so... <laughs> never came back. Never came back. It's almost like the wind took my running away, too. With the smoke. <laughs> and so... Haven't started running again. But yeah, cooking. I've been cooking a lot. You Remember you dropped off some... um Tteokbokki. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm really into Korean cooking. I feel like the K-pop thing. You know, there's some level of connection there. Yeah, you're practically Korean at this point. I'm a Korea boo. (laughs) A lot of my friends and soldiers call me, like, Korea boo. Really? Like, unironically? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just come to embrace it after a while. Uh Because, you know, compared to them, Mm. I'm sure I'm a Korea boo. Here, I probably still am, but to a lesser degree. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of cooking, Korean cooking. I know how to make... Like kimchi stew, mm. um, kimchi jjigae. Yeah, use the terms, bro. Yeah, I gotta, you know, <laughs> seem legit. Flex. Um, and also recently with my diet, mm-hmm. um, I'm not allowed to eat from the nightshade family. And so I can't eat like potatoes, tomatoes, mm-hmm. any type of pepper. And so I've been cooking a lot of vegetables, tofu. Mm-hmm. I can make some good fried tofu now. Which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Wait, you know what really easy recipe? Mm. By the way, that I that I make sometimes or my mom makes is she'll do pan fried tofu with bok choy and I put oyster sauce with rice. That's what I do. It's a class. better. Mm-hmm. So my health is slowly escalating here. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit about myself. I don't think I'm doing anything anything else in quarantine. 
We see each other sometimes. Like, I go to your house and we sit outside near your fireplace. Yeah, I go to your house and sit outside. Yeah, we, like, go sit in our cars nearby each other. We went thrifting last oh, yeah. Saturday. It was really fun. We went shopping. Really yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we went for a few bubble runs. We sit oh, in yeah. our cars. Tenren. Place to Ten go. Ren. Okay, fact. If y'all have ever been to Cupertino, go to Tenren. It's... Life-changing. Okay, so particularly the white peach green tea. <laughs> Let me just... Jacqueline actually put me on it, because... I grew up drinking Tenren, like, branded tea by it. I mm-hmm. didn't really realize that they also had, like, boba. So, like, I think it was the last summer? Last summer, yeah. The last summer, we start, we just, like, for some reason started going there. And I would just get, like, random drinks. I mean, I'm not really a peach tea type of person. And I said, <laughs> but then Jackie was like, dude, you have to try white peach green tea. So I was like, okay, say less. And I tried it. And uh, it just tastes like you're drinking from a white peach. I don't know how else <laughs> to say it. It doesn't, don't you agree, though? It's like, true. It doesn't taste artificial. It doesn't. Which like tough for fruit teas, so not taste artificial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it got seventy five percent sweetness, less ice, add boba. Yes. So good. So it's order. It's perfect. I can get a large sometimes. Time is real. Oh yeah. I get a large too there. That's the only place I get a large. It's worth every single cent. My turn? Yeah. Okay, so I am Kayla Chen. C H E N. I always spell it my last name. <laughs> Um, I'm 20, so I am, actually, me and Jackie are a year and a couple months apart. Hmm. Yeah, because you're about to be 22, I'm going to be 21 in January. So I still got a while to go, but it's okay. (laughs) I'm also from the Bay Area. We're only 10 minutes apart from each other, and fun fact, Jackie's house is one of the first places I know how to get to that directions. Because another fun fact, we're both really bad with directions. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. So... It's a pretty big feat that I get to her house that directions. I go to school at UCSD. I'm also a rising senior, and I'm a double major history and communications. Wow. You <laughs> love a super ambitious woman here. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I love, I've always loved history. I think my major has a lot more, like, passion involved because it doesn't directly lead to a career path, like, in the same way. But I, I've always loved history, my favorite class in high school or elementary school. So when I was applying for colleges, it just felt like the natural, I guess, like, natural decision. So yeah, my, yes, my career goals. This is a two-part answer, so, <laughs> like, directly oh. after college, you know, I want to go into HR, or, honestly, I'm doing a little bit, I'm thinking about going to PR, because of all the social media stuff I've been doing. Oh. It's, so, like, potentially PR, but, yeah. and then, I guess, like, five-year plan to be in the diversity and inclusion team at a company, preferably a tech company, and then, like, long, long-term career goals. Bro, I really want to work in a museum, like, as a curator, that's wow. still my, that's still, like, my Aww. top career goal. Just because I love museums, I love what they represent, I love the fact that you get control over the narrative of the past because that informs people's understandings of themselves, their identities, and the future. So that's definitely my like long, long-term career goal. But uh, it's not really financially stable at the moment, so I'm headed towards PR, HR, something like that. But it's good you still have, like, that passion and drive, because that's something that you always wanted, even, like, before college. Oh, yeah. You were telling me this, that you wanted to work at a museum. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's very something that stayed very consistent about me throughout the years. Do you have a favorite, like, era, history era? Oh, favorite. So I guess, like, my go-to answer is the Renaissance, mm-hmm. um, the Northern Italian Renaissance, to be specific reason for that i just think it was so interesting because it happened right before the enlightenment and the enlightenment mm-hmm. was really when like quote western civilization like really just took off and started running mm-hmm. so i think the, the renaissance was just this interesting period because europe was climbing out of, like the quote-unquote dark ages 
which really weren't as dark as everyone makes them sound. But I think a well-rounded person, that idea really came out. And more than that, for the first time, people began to have spare time. So with that spare time, they began to create culture and art in the way that we now know it. And that culture was now available to the common person. Versus before, it was more restricted to the higher classes and people with more money. So I think that's why I really like it. Even more than my favorite region has always been... I always love learning about ancient China. Because, you know, mm. it's my roots. It's <laughs> or my, the mainland. You know, <laughs> where I come from, I guess. So I think I've always loved learning about the dynasties and all that. One of my two favorites. Funny hobbies I've picked up in quarantine. Well, I think I've actually picked up a lot of random things. <gasps> Kimchi! Yeah, so I started pickling. Well, I only pickled one. I always love eating pickled foods. Actually, that's not true. I've only recently started liking pickled foods. Really? Do I hate pickles growing up? You don't know this? I didn't notice. Hey, I've never. I've. I've still this. Okay, that's not true. I very rarely <gasps> eat dill pickles. Really? Because they're so like gross to me. Because when I worked at Corn Bakery, I have to like stick my hand in this big bucket of pickles, and then there's like hella juice like floating around. So I have to submerge my hand up to my elbow in the pickle juice to pick up pickles. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting. So especially since then, I've, I've hated the idea of pickles, like the smell. My pickles are different. They're a lot <laughs> younger. <laughs> and they're more like, I guess, Korean style. I'm not a K-boom. She's going to be Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not a K-boom. I'm going to convert her. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. And, but they definitely have like a Korean bent. So I made kimchi, which was an incredibly difficult process, but very rewarding. It tastes pretty good. I only couldn't find those like preserved shrimp or whatever, but I mean, all things considered, fairly good for a first attempt. And then there's also a zucchini one, cucumber, ra- and radish. All pretty fire, if you ask me. The kimchi was very good. Thank you. Jackie's the only person on my family to try it. <laughs> so I was very honored, and <laughs> I couldn't wait. <laughs> it took me like five and a half hours to make, so I really hope it tasted better. Well, every minute was worth it, so. Yeah, dude, you know, like, I told you how I looked after. I'd like... The kimchi paste, like, splattered all over me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, it was... I want to say, I really sacrificed a lot to make that kimchi. Oh, wow. True ajima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to think. Uh, I think I've also started working out consistently again, like you. Um, I started out with doing Chloe Ting, like everyone else. But then I transitioned into doing kettlebells because my whole family does kettlebells. Um, I started hiking. I, like, was outside at parks a lot for a minute, but then NQI skyrocketed. I think I've been reading a lot. I feel like I read this Instagram post the other day that was saying how it feels like in quarantine, everyone's kind of reverted back to like their middle grade selves. Mm. I feel like in a way that's very true because it's sort of like at that time, you're just kind of like chilling with yourself in a way. That definitely <clears throat> applies to my quarantine experience because I definitely did a lot of things I just like doing. Like I was doing arts and crafts, you know, like bullet journaling, yeah. making that pretty, reading, writing cooking a little bit <laughs> i made bread like everyone else oh yes that was an experience quarantine 101 dude honestly <laughs> i think watch the few tv shows and definitely a very productive time for me oh yeah i didn't even mention my family i'm also one of three children but we are all girls and i'm the oldest actually we're also all about two years apart roughly two two and a half years apart which, for the same reasons Jackie said earlier, is nice because then we're, like, close enough in age to relate and, like, connect. But then we're also far enough that we can all do our own thing, have our own friends, but not be, like, too separate. But not too close. And I have two parents. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, my music taste. Oh, for me, music is deeply, deeply personal. <laughs> <laughs> I love music. I make so many playlists all the time to match different moods, different vibes. So now we're transitioning into the second part of this of this episode. We're going to kind of talk about our friendship and how it began. We met in fourth grade. Yes, at Pioneer Family Academy. A.K.A. PFA. The little homeschool uh, school. Co-op? School? I I always call it like a homeschool school, which is kind of an oxymoron. But it makes sense if you're homeschooled. It doesn't really make sense if you're not homeschooled. It's kind of like a homeschooling thing. So for those who don't know PFA (laughs) or who were not not homeschooled, which... Mm -hmm. You know, might be a most people a big percentage of the people who are listening. But well, then again, <laughs> I don't know who's going to be listening to this podcast. Yeah, but basically, yeah, it's a school for homeschoolers where we showed up twice a week, mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And earlier on in our earlier younger oh, years, yeah, like fourth through sixth grade or something like mm-hmm. that, they only taught. Oh yeah, remember they only taught history and science. And then yes. I think it was sixth grade was the first year they taught math and English. Yeah. And I remember that because I would show up after math because math was in the morning mm-hmm. and I was doing math oh, at really? home. Oh, really? I remember that. Yeah, I remember I never did math at PFA, mm-hmm. but I did oh, Bob we, Jones it was University. English. Oh, Shirley English? Yeah, that's what we did. Shirley okay. English. Remember they had the jingles? Oh, I kind of remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. nouns and verbs, prepositions. Yeah, all yeah. That. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, killed that. So, yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know what PFA is now, but then when we were in seventh grade, mm-hmm. that's when things really changed. They taught a lot of other things besides math and English. Like, we yeah, were doing math, English. We did have science. I think they were just trying to kind of transition to being more of like a, like a normal school. Yeah. And not, because I think for a lot of homeschooling families, science and history are more like niche, because like. Math and English are, like, basic fundamental things you need to know just to be, like, a functioning member of society. But history and science are still requirements to graduate high school, so I think, but they're harder, I think, for some people to teach Mm -hmm. because they're not as, like, well-known or, like, well-utilized, I guess, like, in day-to-day life for parents who are teaching. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of, like, where PFA was trying to fill the gaps in originally when they first were founded. PFA is a Christian school as mm-hmm. well, and because mm-hmm. we both grew up Christian, mm-hmm. our parents felt like it was important to have science and history be taught from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, when we went to PFA, they only taught Christian curriculum. Yeah. So we met in fourth grade. Yes, that's background PFA. We were very shy. I was very shy. Yeah. You were also incredibly shy. I was very shy. We were the because in fourth grade mm-hmm. there was only six people in our class. And we were the last people to be friends with each other. I'm Ironically. pretty sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was friends with Hannah first. I was friends with Elaine. Elena? Elaine or yeah. Elena? Elena. Elena, yeah. Yeah, because the way, so the way that it worked in fourth grade, because there were six people, they would give you, or every month or something, they would give you a seating assignment. Like, you would have a seating partner. And the way it worked out was me and Jackie were the last two people to be paired up. That's true. So, like, originally, I was friends with the girl I was sitting with because we are just sitting together. And another nice thing I realized now, looking back, is that class, we were all new that year. So it was kind of like a fresh start for everyone. Mm. Like, there were no, like, existing, like, cliques or groups because we were all starting that year. 
one of my first impressions I remember was we had like a show and tell day and you brought in your chickens in that green bin because <laughs> they were chicks at the time. It was like emerald. Yeah. That's the one I remember. That's like okay. that OG group of chickens. Yes. The had, eight. Yeah, the eight. eight. The original eight. <laughs> yeah. And then actually, funny story, Jackie's family inspired my family to get chickens. First impressions. I just remember you being really tall. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. so people who don't know us. Oh yeah. I'm 5'9". And I'm 5'8". So that's always been a running theme in our friendship, is I'm always a giant, Jacqueline's not a giant. <laughs> not. And the funny thing is, people would confuse us and our names yeah. all the time. From like, I think through middle school. Yeah, people would always be like, to me, like, oh, are you Jackie? Or Jacqueline? And, and then people would be like, oh, Kayla, and they're referring to me. Or they thought we were sisters. That was also the weird thing, yeah. Ironically. And I, they would always think I'm the older one because I was so much taller. Even though right. I have a year, a little over a year Basically, on Basically a year older than you. So that was always entertaining to me because I was like, do we look similar? But we don't look similar at all, you guys. Oh, not at, at all. all. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> well, you're half Cantonese. I'm half Cantonese. That's, That's true. the only thing. But my other, I'm full Chinese though because I'm half Chinese. I'm half Japanese. And people see me as just straight up Japanese with some other mix, and they have no idea what the other mix is. Anyway. So that's another funny thing. People always thought we were the same person, but we're, we look so different. Mm-hmm. And over time, we became closer. We started, I don't know what what it was. I remember fifth clicked. grade. We started being, like, better friends. Fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I remember sixth grade, we were, like, really, we were really close. Tight. yeah. And we were tied with, I think, Hannah was still uh-huh. in our class mm-hmm. at that time. Well, in seventh grade, that's when <sighs> things started changing a lot, mm-hmm. because halfway through seventh grade, I stopped attending PFA. <clears throat> no, no. Whoopsie. At uh, specific teachers. <laughs> at <laughs> a teacher in particular. Mm-hmm. You just, well, I, think, I, mean, I think you had a lot of stuff going on in his personal life. Like, that's my kind of guess. Mm, yeah. And it kind of reflected through his work. He just wasn't fit to be a teacher, but I think he didn't really know what else to do. That was my Maybe. interpretation. I remember my parents, we went on vacation at Disneyland. Uh-huh. And we used the vacation as a transition. I'm dead, really? Because, I yeah, not know that. I remember my parents were like, oh, it's a perfect time to transition out of oh. PFA. Because they would just tell the PFA, like, oh, we're still on vacation, even though I basically switched schools. <laughs> so uh-huh. it went on for a little bit. Uh-huh. And I remember when I left PFA, other people, like, were like, oh, we should leave too. And I yeah. remember it was kind of scary because I kind of felt bad, like, oh, shoot, like, other people started leaving because I left. Oh, I know And then that's when the teacher that was teaching seventh grade had to be talked to. And mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I think he... He ended up leaving. Yeah. I think it just wasn't a good fit. Like, remember yeah. when we were just playing games? We wouldn't learn anything. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing in that class. I don't remember either. I just remember he would do... Remember he would do the disco? Do you remember that? He did the disco? Dude, it was so scarring. Yeah, he would it do the disco. It was scarring. I still remember. It's like burned into my memory, dude. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really weird. So yeah, seventh grade, Jackie left, and I was absolutely crushed. Dude, that's crazy. That was the last time we ever took a class together was seventh grade. Yeah, we've that's never true. Never taken a class since then together. Because after PFA, mm-hmm. I started going to Heart Academy, mm-hmm. which is another school for homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. So our friendship at that point, it didn't go away, but we just neither of us could drive, and we had nothing in common at that point. Like no things that would bring us together. Mm-hmm. But we never stopped being friends. It was just kind of like I feel like we didn't really see each other that much. Yeah. For a while, like intentionally, I think I would see you maybe like different events. Although when we were at Heart together and we had breaks and everything, we would hang out mm-hmm. with your sisters, I think. I can't remember. It was 8th or ninth grade. 
And then I think once it started going to hard again, I started seeing you regularly. Oh, remember we did Aladdin? Oh, yeah. That was definitely before high school. That, that was, was definitely before high yes. school. Yes. Oh, when I started playing basketball around that time. And mm. then we had that thing in common. Yeah, yeah. Because it was something new to relate to. Fun fact, Jacqueline was way better at basketball than me, even though everyone assumes I'm the one who plays basketball. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah, she was on Asian League, which, if you know, Asian League means a lot. It's one of my biggest what-ifs, actually. It's like, what if I started playing earlier? Like, I think I would have been decent, actually. What if I was a star? <laughs> Just what if? <laughs> Just, you know. I used to think about that in high school. I was like, what if really? I started, even in, like, fifth or sixth grade? I think I could have been decent. Like, I think I was, you could have been too. Like I was, I've never been amazing because I'm just not athletic. But I wouldn't have been as bad as I was. But considering that you didn't really like practice a lot in your free mm-hmm. time, wasn't your passion at all. You were decent for yeah. like not having the amount like, of that the training. amount of little training I've had. It wasn't bad. Honestly, all of middle school and high school is kind of a blur. But I think Same. by the end of high school, we started getting closer again. Our junior, junior year. Junior year. So that's when Hart moved campuses, and it was a lot oh. smaller. And then we had a lot of mutual friends mm-hmm. that took classes with each other, but we were just never in the same class. Yeah, ironically, I've never taken class with Joanna either. Oh, that's funny. Only Elizabeth, Elizabeth. in 10th grade. Only okay. in 10th grade. So that's when Elizabeth and I started getting closer was 10th grade. Yeah. And because of that, you were friends with Elizabeth, mm-hmm. so then we would hang out. And I was with and you. Then, and then Joanna took classes with me. Yeah, and you and Joanna were close, and yes. I was friends. Me and Joanna have always gone along. Yeah. So then we all just kind of started hanging out. The four of us. Yeah. Yeah, we would go, like, dances together, remember? Senior year. That was so funny. I still remember trying to glue on a falsy, dude. I remember. That was so rough. My eyebrows. You know guys. what? Our makeup days in high school have changed mm-hmm. a lot. Okay, another fun fact. <laughs> Difference. Because I tend to cake it on. Jackie's <laughs> all about the simple beauty. Simple, like, effortless. Very, very natural. Yeah, mine is, like, fake effortless because it'll take me, like, an hour. <laughs> so, I don't know what that means. Senior year, we really started hanging out a lot, especially the summer before we went away to college. Mm-hmm. See, that last senior summer, we hung out a ton. Yeah, we could drive, too. Yeah, I think once we started driving, I really changed the game. We used to get a lot of boba. Yeah, we go to mall and shop. And then at that point, Joanna and Elizabeth couldn't drive. Yeah. So I think that's when we were able to, like, drive them home once in a while. Yeah. Or Elizabeth would take the train sometimes and drive her to the train station. Yeah, and we graduated together. So remember we'd have those, like, graduation practices and all mm-hmm. that. So I think we just had more opportunities to hang out, both in individually but also in group settings. And I think at that point we were kind of like, oh, you know, it would be nice to keep those friendships up, especially yeah. when we're heading off to different colleges. Definitely. And I think by that point, too, when you're, like, a senior in high school, you've kind of gone through several friendships already. So by the time you're a senior, you kind of know who's going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Or you have a vague idea, or, like, a hope, at least. Yeah. Because you've already been through 12 years of school, so you've kind of seen people come and go. But like, by the time you're a senior, I was kind of like, well, I'm pretty sure Jackie's going to stick around. <laughs> I'll be here at home. Yeah, because also we live, you're, like, my closest geographical Friend, same here. Yeah, yeah since all, it was always very convenient to mm-hmm. drive. We go to Gongcha at Westgate. Oh, Pokey. We would love Gongcha, but now we yeah. have Tenren. We really upgraded. <laughs> we really have. Go fish Poke. Yeah, from Poke Bar to Go Fish. Yep, you know, just one upgrade. Leveling up. <sighs> and then, so when we go to college, that was the first time not living mm. 10 minutes apart from each other. Do that freshman year. A lot happened freshman year. 
Yeah, for me at least, that's when Jackie really proved herself because so much happened that year, but she was someone I could always call. And I remember we would, like, talk every week, roughly, yeah. on the phone. Because we would have those, like, weekly catch-ups that were never scheduled. They would just happen. I think those weekly calls were enough to keep each other's lives. And that we didn't have to have, like, a massive catch-up every time we talked. Because I, like, knew the basics of what was going on. And you did, too. And we knew who was who was in your life, who was in my life, what we were doing, thinking about, struggling with. I think we were really there through the, all that together. And a lot of that had to deal with all the history that we've had, Mm -hmm. you know, and we didn't have to start from scratch every time. Yeah, and I know at least for me, I can't speak for both of us, but for me, being in that kind of environment with so many people I didn't know, and as someone who takes so long to open up, I think having that person I had so much history with, it was so grounding in a way. And I think because of that, we actually grew so much closer in college, ironically, even though it was, what, like seven, eight hours apart? No, six uh, it's still a long drive. Nasty to slow. Yeah, it was a long, long drive. I think all those phone calls, FaceTime, Skype, well, not FaceTime, all that really set the foundation. Yeah, it really did. And I remember even my freshman year, we were going through a lot of changes, especially like friendship changes. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, you were really blessed to still have a lot of your freshman friends that mm-hmm. you hang out with. Even today, you mm-hmm. guys are probably still extremely close. And they happen to also be your roommates as well, Mm -hmm. your freshman year. Whereas for me, my freshman housemates or roommates, I didn't Mm -hmm. click with them as well as I hoped to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was really nice to have like those weekly kind of catch-up sessions when we're Mm -hmm. on the phone and calling about a lot of things just because Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't have that close connection or immediate kind of connection or safeness to my roommates mm-hmm. even though we're all girls and we're all experiencing like the same things mm-hmm. um it's just really hard to like connect with them at a deeper level i think college can feel so isolating especially your freshman year because at least for me you're always surrounded by people but people who don't really know you mm-hmm. they're people who don't know your past they don't know where you're from they only know you in this very incredibly specific context so i think having that kind of connection to like the cult outside world and like who you were before, who, like, knows your family, knows where you're from, knows all that, like, random details about you, but you wouldn't necessarily cross your mind to explain that. And you can't even explain all that to someone. They just have to experience it. Because mm-hmm. before we could drive, our parents would have to carpool and all that. So, like, yeah. I think all that time, <laughs> we really got to know each other and each other's parents and, like, our families, all mm-hmm. that dynamic. You just kind of observe. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't talk about it, but, like, it really gave us foundation and context for each other. I think that's something that I really appreciated about like your family is that mm-hmm. your family and like my family we have a lot of similar like family values mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. so it was really easy to connect even like with your sisters like right away mm-hmm. just because we're friends and so they're mm-hmm. like, Oh Kayla's friend is also <laughs> my friend too. Aww. And so that was really cool. And it kinda gave a different kind of sense of family security that's different Mm -hmm. than like my family you know Mm -hmm. there are certain things that a lot of friends like talk about that they don't feel like comfortable talking to their parents about Mm -hmm. right um just naturally it happens that way and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice to feel like you can be friends with someone at that level without actually having them being blood related to you as family yeah yeah so i think after our freshman year we got home and we just I think after college, 
really, after the first year, everyone goes away and comes back. It's super weird to adjust. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they just, like, fade out. They're just, you know, in a new chapter of their life, and that's great for some people. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I realized why I treasure my home friendships even more now. Like when we came back, I like threw myself back into it. And I think that was something that I also realized too. It was actually really fun. Again, I was talking about like how our different friendship circles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Levels yeah. of friendship are actually uh-huh. very similar mm-hmm. because I think we have a best friend. We have mm-hmm. someone who we're really, really, really close to. Mm-hmm. Then we have another outer ring where we have a, like a couple or a close. few more people who are like, not your best friend, but they're mm-hmm. pretty close. They're your bridesmaids. <laughs> your they're your bridesmaids. bridesmaids. <laughs> They'll be there. Uh-huh. And then there's people on the outrim of that. Right, who are kind of like, like in between good friends. good friends. They're not acquaintances, but they're definitely yeah. not like close. Mm-hmm. And then there's another level of friends on the outside. Like friends. Where friends. Homies. Cool. And then Chill. there's the acquaintances on the outside. And then there's everyone else. Everyone else in this yeah. world. And so mm-hmm. I think at that point, especially your freshman year of college, mm-hmm. that's when you're trying to balance your home friends with your college friends. Mm-hmm. And we started putting people in these different rims. Mm-hmm. And I think for both of us, without e- telling each other, we mm-hmm. kind of both put each other in like that inner realm. But if not best friend, then maybe close friend. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you know. Just kind of bubble to the top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you soared your way through there. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. I think it's not even so much rank our friends. It's more just as you get older you have less time to devote to people so it's more like who do I really want to invest in and who is also making a similar effort back mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really important because there's some times where, like, where you can give more to someone but there are other times where, like, where you need to be poured into so I guess realizing different kinds of friendships and the different needs that you give them and they give you and I think those all those different factors kind of affect your place in each other's life because like some people you just really can't be close to like that but you can be good friends and there are other people you want them to be your close friend because just for whatever reason i think that's something that we were talking about too over the phone is yeah Mm -hmm. there's some people who just don't need as much like time to Mm -hmm. develop like that friendship Mm -hmm. and some people are okay with not having like super super close friends or having mm-hmm. to catch up every week like they're okay with catching up every month you know yeah because there's and... just different kinds of people in the mm-hmm. world and we just i think the reason why we click so well is because our definition of friendship looks very similar and what we give and take is also similar like yeah like the way we structure and that like kind of like planet system <laughs> solar system is also yeah. similar That's um, true. but like it doesn't work that way for everyone it just happens for us as well we only realize that few days ago. Yep, <laughs> and it's taken this long. Yeah. Ever since that freshman year summer, it's pretty much been relatively the same. Yeah, I, I think every winter break, spring break, mm-hmm. and summer, we, would, mm-hmm. we always were at home mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and so that was really convenient and nice. Mm-hmm. And then over time, especially like uh, with our junior year, we started traveling more and doing more things together. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think our sophomore year, summer, we took a road trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or before our junior year, we took a road trip to Slow. Ostrich Farm in Solvang is the place to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was really fun with Joanna. Mm-hmm. And then that upcoming winter break, we rented out an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. And we entered it yeah. in San Jose, so I'm mm-hmm. really close. It was really nice. Staycation. Staycation <laughs> with Joanna and Elizabeth. Uh-huh. And that was really fun just to, like, have our own private space, mm-hmm. having girl time, and enjoying each other's company. And I'm mm-hmm. really glad we did. I think another fun thing was 
I've visited Jackie at slow my was it second year? That's right. Our second year I visited you. And then our third year, this past year, you visited me and SD. Yeah. Like, because that we're able to really get an insight into the other person's college life. What did you observe about my college life? The weekend yeah. you were there. The weekend? I think <laughs> it was definitely cool seeing the position of leadership at WACF. I think that was really cool because you were doing worship and stuff. I was and you were worship, yeah. clearly a prominent member. <laughs> oh my gosh! Of the uh, and I just think seeing because I've never really seen a context that wasn't school or basketball. I've never seen like a religious context. Yeah. So seeing you in that kind of context was super cool. I felt like everyone knew you by extension. Everyone knew me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I can, I can." <laughs> You're Jackie's this. friend. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was really cool. Everyone was super nice, super inviting. I think seeing you so happy and proud of like who you were friends with I think that just made me really happy obviously freshman year for both of us wasn't like the best time ever but seeing how much you like found your people in slow just made me so happy I was like oh she's in band <laughs> I just made me really happy yeah so it was a three-day weekend yeah probably yeah. veterans day yeah. I don't know when veterans day is me neither <laughs> Somewhere one, of the, one of those three-day weekends yeah I remember I pulled up and Michelle greeted me in her pajamas and she just sat me on the couch and I was like, where's this energy coming from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so confused. Oh, yeah. Michelle's my roommate, for those who didn't know. Yeah. What did you take away from seeing me and Esty? So the weekend we went, it was because of Eric Nam concert. Woo! I'm a fan. She and converted me. Ever since Eric Nam, she's been uh, on the K-pop train. Oh, yeah, dude. But anyway, yeah, I went to San Diego. Yeah, I went to San Diego, and I flew in on Friday, mm-hmm. Friday, and mm-hmm. I went to your CO large group, mm-hmm. and it happened to be, like, a prayer and worship night. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so I got to see you interact with your fellowship, which, mm-hmm. again, similar to, like, what you said about me, I've never seen you interact in, like, your Christian fellowship or any mm-hmm. kind of, like, religious context. Mm-hmm. Just seeing you interact with all these different people mm-hmm. was actually really cool just being there and people coming up to me and saying like oh yeah you're Kayla's like friend like mm-hmm. where are you from and all that kind of thing everyone was really nice there and welcoming mm-hmm. and I think the really cool thing especially because that year I was in leadership for double a mm-hmm. was seeing the connection of how like God is working in each mm-hmm. fellowship mm-hmm. in a different way but still like present mm-hmm. which was really cool I could tell people's hearts were like there and they really were embracing worshiping mm-hmm. God at that moment in time. So I think that was really cool to experience. And also, it was really cool being at your house. Oh, yeah. Staying at your roommates. house, meeting Nicole. Because <laughs> Kayla would always talk about Nicole. It's just her roommate. Uh-huh. And I have, like, this certain impression of Nicole, uh-huh. right? And I'm thinking, like, oh, she's really cool. Like, I was, I don't know. It was really hard to just imagine someone rooming with Kayla just because yeah. I don't know. Ever since I've known you, you've always had your own room. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird seeing, like, seeing you room with someone. Mm-hmm. I met Nicole. Oh, my goodness. Was not what I expected. <laughs> and she was, like, talking, like, very random. She'd say very random things. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, Nicole, it, I, I, I really hope I don't offend her or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because sometimes Nicole would just walk out of her room and just say something, like, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like she's been processing this idea. For a long time. Oh no, I think it just spouts off. Oh. Like a little volcano. Okay. <laughs> maybe, it's, yeah, maybe it's just a sudden thought and she just has mm-hmm. to like tell everyone in the world because in her world that's how it works. But it's really funny. And I, mm-hmm. but then whenever she says something, it's always so pure and like 
wholesome and very random. Very entertaining. It really is. Yeah, and so it. I was like, wow, this kind of reminds me of Kayla's brain. This is the way mm. Kayla's brain is, but mm-hmm. Kayla doesn't say everything out loud. Mm-hmm. So just seeing Nicole, I was like, oh, I can see how they, like, vibe and they gotta get along. And it also happened that, that night, it was, was it Kayla's birthday? If you came in winter, Kayla was born in February. May have been Kayla's birthday. It was one of your guys' birthdays. And I remember, like, I didn't really, I didn't really know them that well. Mm -hmm. Right? But they're really nice and welcoming to me regardless. And it was the night before I left. Mm -hmm. And you guys came in and surprised her with a cake and, you know, Mm saying to her. And they all just sat on the floor and like, okay, we're going to pray. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they're like, oh, if you want to join us to pray, you can. And I was like, oh, sure. And, you know, prayer is kind of an intimate thing, mm-hmm. especially for someone's birthday. We never, we never do that in double legs. Pray for someone on their birthday. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool. Like, I just sat there and, like, they were all praying for her. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness. Like, you guys are all so close, like, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat to experience that and just see you would be a part of that as well. And I can tell, like, even in your house, you definitely bring a different aspect <laughs> to your house. The wild side. The wild Kayla. <laughs> the party side. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, no. It's a good different side, I mm. think. Everyone is different. Everyone in the house has some kind of similarity, but then there's you. And you just <laughs> stick out. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Kayla somehow gets along with everyone in this house. But it's really mm. cool to see that. Yeah, and then we went to a concert together. That was the first time. So fun. Yeah, that was the first time seeing each other at a concert. Yeah, that's true. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flash forward to today. Yeah. We hang out all the time in quarantine. Oh, yes. You're, like, the person I've seen the most consistently. Indeed. I can count on one hand how many people I've, like, hung out with. Same, one hand, too. Outside, like, family and stuff. But yeah, so I think just to, I guess, recap everything whoops (laughs) um i feel like our friendship just has been really long but when you look back it's always kind of like been in the making in a way Mm -hmm. just like very slowly um building up and i think knowing our personalities and the way that we trust other people it like it makes sense why it is the way it is i think something that like you said kind of growing into ourselves naturally people like in middle school and high school they don't really show the more personal or even like flaws of themselves yeah and because we also didn't hang out as much it Mm -hmm. wasn't that obvious Mm -hmm. and i'm actually glad that those sides of us didn't really come out until college Mm -hmm. because i don't know if we were actually ready for each other to see those different sides of ourselves or us being comfortable being vulnerable with each other oh yeah sharing that side and if those sides were actually shared earlier in our friendship Mm -hmm. i wonder if we would have still been friends or chose to remain oh, friends you know i wonder mm-hmm. if i would have been scared off or you would have felt intimidated or something like that mm-hmm. you know i think also like to add on to that like looking back i don't even think i really knew all this stuff about myself i felt like i was decently self-aware but like looking back i didn't know so much about myself and i'm still learning so much about myself like every single day Especially back then, well, this is just me, but I was just blinded by my emotions and my feelings and, like, everything was so incredibly subjective and would change so much from day to day. I wasn't the same person every day. Mm-hmm. And my rate of growth was so slow and yet also so fast at the same time. When I look back at our friendship, too, we have been different people, like, every single year we've been friends. And I think the reason why we were able to stay close, even though we are so different in so many levels, because our paths have always been parallel. They've never really, like, massively diverged. They they do, 
ironically they do diverge in very some very specific ways. <laughs> but you know, and like that the core they are ideally headed towards similar goals in life, even mm-hmm. though they might be packaged differently, they really come down to like the same shared values, morals, your culture, upbringing, and your religion. Those like kind of are the most fundamental parts of any person. Even though our future career goals are logistically very different, mm-hmm. I think at the heart of it, like our Helping. passion and how much like how much we want to work for it mm-hmm. really does like is similar in a mm-hmm. lot of ways too. Gets us excited about each other as well. It's because mm-hmm. we can kind of share that kind of passion and yeah. drivenness. Yeah, and because, you know, like, you know, they say whoever you're around is who you become. Mm-hmm. So I think if you want to be a good person, you want to be a successful person, all that kind of stuff, which are all good things, you you can't be a successful if you're around unmotivated, lazy people. You need to be around <laughs> people who are working just as hard as you, grinding just as hard, that are just as motivated. So mm-hmm. I think that's also why, because we say i've had similar work ethics i think it comes out in different ways because i'm not as focused but i think i have a similar drive it just expresses itself differently i think though like you said like we just put our time to different things as well like even mm-hmm. though you might not spend as much time in school as me you mm-hmm. still have a part-time job you're working at you're also mm-hmm. doing your internship and mm-hmm. you're being a part of your fellowship and trying to have a social life as well mm-hmm. for me it's just school and double a that's it mm-hmm. and so i think we still put in as similar level Tank, effort, time and effort and time just, and effort yeah just mm-hmm. divided differently but like in the day we are completely different people and yet because we're so different we really balance each other and that's kind of what this is all about the name was so random too. It suddenly yeah. popped in my head. Oh really? How did yeah. it pop to your head or what? I have no idea. We were talking about names for the podcast, mm-hmm. and then I was sitting there thinking, and I forgot. I think you brought up the idea of something how we're so different, but finding like this common ground between people, and we can still mm-hmm. talk about like different topics and have very different opinions, but mm-hmm. still find a common ground. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking of course like opposites, and I was like yin yang for some reason it just came to my head so mm-hmm. i really don't know i think i think i love the fact that it denotes balance and it denotes the fact there's two sides to every topic to every story there's multiple sides but you need both to really understand it fully i think that's really important and i mean i'm sure this will come out but we have a lot of different opinions on a lot of different topics issues mm-hmm. but i think the fact that we have a shared worldview really helps us find that common ground 100 percent. So I think the structure that we're kind of envisioning, every episode will be us tackling a different random question. It might be a little philosophical, might be a little fun, personal. Might be dealing with our faith, upbringing, mm-hmm. differences. Just like anything. <laughs> but I think, I remember the idea, the, how we had this video, was, was it on the phone call, right? We, yeah, I think so. We were on the phone and we were just talking. We were like, oh, we should just do a podcast. I think it was your idea. So we're talking about doing creative stuff, and then we're after work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, down. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, I'm down. And then here we are. Here we are. Recording. Like, we actually did it. I know. I was like, What's sometimes there? we have these wild ideas, and we always say down, and then we just never do it. But this one seems very plausible, especially in quarantine. There's, like, yeah. a severe lack of things to do. So I think with that, you kind of have to get more creative, which is definitely one of the pros of this mm-hmm. time. Is that we have we have this benefit of time where we can 
try this out. <laughs> and honestly, we have a lot of really good, like, conversations. Mm-hmm. At least between us two. And I think so. If people don't enjoy listening to oh, this. we can just listen to it later. Listen- <laughs> <laughs> and it's more so for, like, our benefit for the future as well. Mm-hmm. I think this might be a really good, like, like memory to look back upon. Yeah. And a little fun project. Kind of like know. an auditory scrapbook in a way. Oh, that is true. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be fun to look, listen back on and be like, oh, so, like, that's what we're thinking. We were 20 and 21. Like, that's what our heads were set. That was what we mm-hmm. wanted to do at that time. That was how we defined ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be just fun to look back on. It will be. Yeah. And maybe other people get to know us better. So that's... That's true. Another funny... Or maybe they just really, like, listen to our voice. You know. Who knows? <laughs> really. to this podcast. Yeah. So um, I guess... Is that the end of episode one? I guess so. Wow! (laughs) Thanks for listening! Bye-bye!